the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today to Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you as well in your spare room. Thank you. I'm using a different computer today, John. It's like mm-hmm. I have a, I have like a larger screen with which to see you. It's a very brand, it's a brand new setup for, for you. You look good. It is. I feel it's all, it's all different. I don't know what's happening. Well, you kind of feel- have like... It's like the price is right. You got a mystery door number one. That's a right. Mystery door number two. Right? As the show unfolds, uh, perhaps I'll reveal what's behind door number two. Oh, good. You ever have these moments? You know, you're kind of doing something, and you think, "I did this today." I had a teacher in second grade, Mrs. Andrews, and she always had like a little Kleenex stuck in her pocket. You know, and she would oh. always like sort of dab or something. Today, I was walking around with a Kleenex in my pocket, and I'm thinking, "I look like Mrs. Andrews." Mrs. Andrews. God bless her. I'm sure she's long gone, but she was a wonderful teacher in the second grade. We salute anyway, her today. We do. I salute you, Mrs. Andrews, and your little Kleenex on a, a little chilly January day. Kath, I do digress, and I apologize for that. As we always do, kicking off the show, please, would you join us now? Give us the top four at four. Yes, indeed, I would, John, Mike, for Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. Okay. I give you this. Lines sound pretty short in Georgia today as voters are back to the polls for two Senate runoff elections that won't determine much except the balance of the United States Senate. Now, in past elections, lines at polling stations have been common during high interest elections in both Republican and Democratic areas of Georgia. So no one's quite sure what that means or what's happening this time. More than three million votes, though, have already been cast in the race between David Perdue and John Ossoff and between Kelly Loeffler and Raphael Warnock. Mm-hmm. Those mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. And number two. Last night was the first dinner since December 11th that bar and restaurant owners all over Pennsylvania could host indoors at 50% capacity after Governor Tom Wolf allowed the most recent restriction on that activity to lapse. Quote, we're not two weeks removed from Christmas, so I have this fear we're going to get shut down again, said Beth Tallarico in today's PG. She's the owner of a local restaurant, and she was referencing increased numbers of COVID-19 cases that have followed nearly every holiday since the pandemic began. Quote, so many people want to know how they can help order takeout from a small business and leave a tip. Number three. USA Today reports that 29% of working professionals say they would quit their jobs if they couldn't continue working remotely, according to an online survey. 42% as of now of the U.S. workforce has been working from home full time since the pandemic. And number four, those Cleve Brownies, God bless them, in their first playoff game in 18 years, they're going to play Sunday night without their head coach, Kevin Stefanski. (laughs) 
The Browns announced today that Stefanski has tested positive for COVID along with two additional members of the coaching staff and two players. None of them will be able to join the Browns at Heinz Field against the Steelers. Game time for this crazy thing will be 8.15 p.m. Sunday, and I, for one, cannot wait. Yes. And that is your top four. four. Now, when I heard this, of course, uh, the, the Browns coach, I was a little concerned because, you, you know, you saw uh, there was a, a shot on TV of Mike Tomlin and Kevin Stavansky right next mm-hmm. to each other. Of course, Speaking they were wearing their masks mm-hmm. very closely for an extended mm-hmm. period. Yeah. You know, the Steelers, I, say what you will, have been very good about their COVID protocol. Haven't, haven't they? they? Very fortunate, I would say. Mm-hmm. Ever since the offensive coordinator learned how to wear his mask, you know, mm-hmm. so that it wasn't, you know, right under the nose. Well, they were fined heartily for that, so I'm sure that that. Well, uh, here's the thing, though: they find Mike Tomlin, which I thought was, you know, a shame because Mike's always worn it well. Yeah, he has. But worn Randy well. Feekner had a hard time figuring out how that thing was supposed to work. <laughs> All right, I mean, God yeah. bless him. That's rough. Uh, you see but, how uh, he's wearing it now? He's got it up so high in the back of his head, like if there's if there's any virus escaping back here, we're all good. <laughs> He's one of those guys you see, like, you know, in the, in the aisle of Giant Eagle, you go, I'm staying away from you. Yeah, you I, think, I, I don't think he gets what I, this I, is. I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, okay. yeah. What the heck? Okay, so the, the big game on Sunday, the 8-15, yeah. my heart breaks for all those little kids. Doesn't that stink? Right? And if you were going to do an 8-15 game, why wouldn't you make West it a Coast. West Coast team? Yeah. My heart breaks for the little kids who want to stay up and watch their Steelers. I mean, you know, you've got little kids in your family who are big Steeler fans. No. It's time for bed. No. Kick off. You got to go to bed. Yeah, but if you had kids in Pittsburgh, you're not making them go to bed at 830. (laughs) You're not doing it. Of course course not. But, you know, you don't want to be flagged for being a poor parent. No, I know. And plus, it's going to mess up your kids for school. It's a bad bad thing. They should. They should. I mean, believe me, my kids would be staying up. If I could have any children that really cared about sports, somehow I've given birth to two people that just really don't care. Yeah, I feel your pain. I feel like I failed. No, no, it's it'll come around later on, right? I don't know if it will. You know, when you're like an old lady and you're sitting in your little croquet blanket, they'll turn the game on for you. They'll sit down there and watch it with you. Mike, are you eager to see me as an old lady with my croquet blanket? <laughs> do you mean do you mean my crocheted blanket? <laughs> Four? We were talking about croquet yesterday, weren't we? It's different than the croquet blanket. Yeah, crochet. But okay. Crochet. <laughs> Four? Yeah. I got a croquet. You got a croquet set in the basement there. I'm sure yeah. Kat, Kathy's counting down counting down those days for sure. Oh, oh, I sure am, because I'll tell you, crocheting and me, we are good together. One thing you know, she'll wear it well. She really will. You know? My grandmother tried to teach me to crochet, John. Yeah. Uh, my, my mother's mother, and uh, I was about maybe six or seven at the time. Mm-hmm. She wanted to help me make a scarf, and I made a uh, cape for my Barbie instead. <laughs> you know, you got to go with your skill set is, right? Yeah, you start with the big thing and you end up uh-huh. with something manageable. Yeah, my sister made me a crocheted blanket uh, decades ago. That's I bet nice. you this thing is 40 years old. I trot it out once in a while. Okay. When it's super cold, put it up there, you know. I'm glad. Feels, I think you should. Feels good. I mean, who doesn't Perfect. like a little croquet once in a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll take a break. Come back. We're going to go over to uh, England here in a little bit. Uh, this is weird. Now, Sheridan Voice is a regular guest on our show. I'm reading today... The Isle of uh, England is under a complete and total lockdown. Yeah. We're going to talk about a fresh start with Sheridan and get an update about what's happening with uh, uh, our brothers and sisters across the pond, so they say. Be right back. It's the Ride Home with Johnny Cathy here on Word FM. 101.5 W.
W-O-R-D. Congratulating Roberta Holder, the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. I am. Oh, thank you. Roberta will have her rent payments covered for all of 2021 up to $15,000. Oh, thank you so much. That would be such a big relief off of me. My family, we struggle all the time just to pay our, pay our rent, so oh, it's such a blessing. Over 1 million people entered nationwide. Congratulations again to Roberta. And be sure to check for more contests anytime at wordfm.com slash contest. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The first woman, Eve, was created on the sixth day of the creation week, just as was Adam. But whereas God created Adam directly out of the dust of the ground, Eve was created out of a rib of Adam. Most people smile at what they consider a quaint, however fabled, story of woman's creation. But again, those who believe in the Bible as God's word believe that the special creation of Adam's wife is not fiction, but fact. God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. While Adam slept, God created a woman out of the rib of Adam. He then took the woman to Adam, and they became man and wife. Eve was bone of Adam's bone and flesh of his flesh. At this time, God ordained the institution of marriage. I'm Pastor Bill Brinesma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church. For various pamphlets on this subject, check out prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811 preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice, like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive ice is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. In Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 2, God says, Write in a book all the words I have spoken to you. In the midst of a pandemic, we've rediscovered a world that's hungry for truth, for the gospel. As Christians, we're called to run with God's banner for all to see. At ChristianAuthors.com, we're linking arms with believers like you. If you have a testimony to share, go to ChristianAuthors.com. It's time to put pen to paper. Let us help you get your story published. Go to ChristianAuthors.com today. After 10 surgeries to repair the cleft lip and palate she was born with, Velia saw her new forever smile. After spending his first 114 days of life in the NICU, AJ graduated. After Ella's ninth brain surgery this year, music helped her heal. After enduring cancer treatments, Sam, Sean, and Tristan celebrated. Your generosity makes moments like these possible for kids at UPMC Children's Hospital. Donate to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Foundation today. Give to childrens.org. 
Well, we turned the page from last year to this year. And even though we're still carrying a lot of pain and frustration with us, uh, there is uh, in many ways a fresh start underway, which is thankfully what we look forward to as the year rolls on. Sheridan Voice, he's with us. Sheridan's a regular guest on our show, a writer, a speaker, a broadcaster. Uh, his latest book is called Reflect with Sheridan. We'll talk about that as our conversation goes on. And Sheridan joins us today from Oxford. Sheridan, welcome back, friend. How are you? Hey, good to be with you, John and Kathy, and Happy New Year to both of you. Yes, yeah, Happy, New, happy Year. New Year to you as well. For all of our listeners, if you'd like to log on to Facebook right now, you can see Sheridan. We're here on Facebook Live. Uh, log on to Facebook and go to the Ride Home with John and Kathy and Sheridan. We can all wave to each other. And that's a good thing. <laughs> nice, that's a good thing it? because otherwise uh, you're not getting a whole lot of communication. You guys are locked down, huh? You know, uh, as of yesterday, the whole nation went back into lockdown again. Um, here in Oxford, we were already in, there was a tiered system before that, and we were already in tier four, which was the most restrictive anyway, and we had been since Boxing Day. Uh, but now the whole of the nation, all businesses are closed again. All schools are closed, which is very significant. You can imagine everybody with children suddenly, as of yesterday, really, you know, Monday night, just had to suddenly drop everything and become homeschoolers again. Um, mm -hmm. supermarkets are open. Churches are allowed to stay open, although uh, a number of uh, churches will probably not hold in-person meetings anymore. They'll go back to Zoom, uh, etc. Because we've just we've got we've got such a bad situation over here. We had over eight hundred deaths uh, registered today, thirty thousand, forty thousand new cases. Um, so something has to happen, and we need to do it really really quickly. Yes, and the vaccine is starting to be administered. It is. As of a couple of days ago, it is rolling out. The uh, Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine is rolling out. In fact, uh, uh, let me correct that. Actually, it has been rolled out for a little bit, little bit longer than that. In fact, uh, today we reached 1.5 million people vaccinated so far, okay. which is fantastic. But it's, you know, it's a very small percentage of the amount of people that need to be done. Yes. Right. Right. Well, Sheridan, uh, on your blog where you uh, regularly uh, write, you wrote a piece about fresh starts and uncharted water. This is certainly timely for the year, right? I mean, we are in uncharted water here. Uh, we really are. And, you know, it's a fascinating phenomenon and one that's been recognized by uh, researchers. In fact, I've got a paper here. It's called The Fresh Start Effect. Temporal landmarks motivate aspirational behavior. It's in management science. Isn't that a wonderful? Aspirational behavior. <laughs> aspirational behavior. It's a fascinating concept. And, you know, all of us, I think, can resonate with it. What they have come up with is the idea that there are certain points in our year that we tend to feel more prone to drawing a line and starting again from. One is our birthday. We kind of feel, okay, well, I'm now turning 50 or whatever it might be. There's a okay. new, new chapter ahead. The other one might be just simply a new month and we feel like, okay, well, I'm moving from December into January. This is a new beginning. But the, the major one is the new year. And they found that that is the time when us humans seem to be particularly prone to starting afresh, what they call the fresh start effect. Uh, and the fact is that what they've researched is quite fascinating because there's almost a lot of religious overtones to it. Mm. People want to leave their old selves behind. They want to leave their past failures behind, whether that be in, you know, uh, excessive eating or whatever, but sometimes in much more what we would call more simple ways. They want to leave those things behind. They want to become a new person. In some sense, it's almost a secular version of wanting to be reborn. Mm. That's good. And so does that help uh, the Christian and the person who's yet to believe 
communicate better because we were in that way we might be speaking a common language i think you've just hit it on the head kathy there is an inner sense in which we long to start again to have that Mm -hmm. that fresh start and doesn't the christian faith kind of connect in with that uh at the very in kind of at the granular level there is the individual day by day opportunity to have my failures my sins forgiven by god Uh, At the grand scale, there is that ultimate change of life, that becoming a new person, becoming a new creation that is talked about uh, by the Apostle Paul, particularly in the New Testament. We can have a new change. Interestingly, the beginning of the year is when a lot of people change their name by deed poll as well, which also signifies this desire. I want to have a different life to the me that was last year. And in fact, this is so significant, I'm going to change my name and I'm going to start again with an entirely different persona, which again, that that says something, I think, that we long for a new change, a new start. Yes. You know, I, I think that most people, right, if you're alive long enough, that most people go through a change or two or four or more. I mean, some of those changes are forced upon us, whether it's because of, you know, your addiction or your brokenness in one form or another. Other changes, you you know, you chart out very carefully. I I see myself here. I want to go there. But I think always in those changes, I really admire people who do those big changes because it really is an act of courage. And it's that necessary Mm -hmm. push to allow ourselves to be reinvented, whether, you know, it is just career-wise, family-wise, but especially spiritually. Yeah. And the kind of corollary with that is fear, isn't it? In the sense that there can often be a real sense of fear as we're moving into something new. And particularly when it comes to starting a brand new year, this is fascinating, the fact that uh, our New Year's traditions are all about managing fear. Mm. Many of us don't realize that when we're letting off those firecrackers in our backyard, you're allowed to do that in the United States? You're allowed to do that here in the United Kingdom? Can you believe Yes, you are. Yep. Mm. Okay. You cannot do that in my home country of Australia. Is that really? You cannot do that. Way too many bushfires that happen in that country. Oh, wow. Okay. Here's the irony. You're allowed to let off fireworks in your backyard in the United Kingdom, but you're not allowed to have a power outlet in your bathroom. That's considered way too dangerous. (laughs) That's that's government at work, is it not? (laughs) Surprise, surprise. You cannot have a hairdryer going on in your bathroom. So anyway, (laughs) you know, so fireworks were actually invented by the Chinese to quote unquote ward off evil spirits at the beginning of a new year to try and make it more prosperous. What about the whole idea of kissing at midnight? You know, that that tradition that probably comes from Germany. And it was probably based on the idea that the way you began the year would determine how you ended up the year. Uh, and it might, have, might as well be in romance as it was in business. So you started off well and so you had a kiss before midnight. Oh, that's fascinating. Um, New Year's resolutions go back to the Babylonians when they were trying to kind of appease their gods. And we've taken all of these things in. All of those things were there to designed to kind of combat the fear of something new. Mm. Now, doesn't the Christian faith step into that with something mm-hmm. I think a little bit more robust than some of the ideas we're talking about? Sheridan Voisey is with us. If you'd like to watch the show, you can log on to Facebook right now, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Sheridan joining us live from Oxford on the other side of the pond. Um, Sheridan, has this been a, a practice that has been beneficial for you or a way of looking at your life that's been beneficial? Is, is January 1, you know, a time when 
I don't know, you remake Sheridan every year? <laughs> the new improved Sheridan. Um, I've got two feelings about it. Okay. On the one hand, yes, I, I do, like many people, I use the end of a year to have a little bit of a reflection time. I'll, I'll often actually schedule in a retreat day and I will go and read back over my journals for a, maybe three mm. months and just see where God's brought me to this particular point and to see maybe where I'm supposed to go for the next year. That will often be maybe a, a, a kind of a two-session thing for me where I have that one retreat, then I come back to it. And I, I did that this year, set up some little, not goals as much as areas to pursue in my personal mm, life and my professional okay. life and so on. But I think one of the challenges of placing everything, all of our hopes on that little move, that uh, that second are moving from December 31st over to January January 1, uh, is that, of course, we can be so, so disappointed. The fact mm-hmm. is, we are walking into a difficult 2021. It's not like everything has suddenly changed overnight as a result of us kind of going into the brand new year. So I think that it has to be, we go back to, well, where is the stability found? Where can true courage, John, where can true courage be placed um, and 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 be walked towards. How can we kind of base something, uh, our lives, and be courageous towards a goal that really has got stability to it? And this is where I come down to some of the words in Isaiah, you know, chapter 41, 43. Um, when you go through the deep waters, mm-hmm. I will be with you. Uh, you know, when you go through the fire, you mm-hmm. won't be alone. And then Jesus, of course, almost echoing those very words of Isaiah, chapter 43, Um, You know, when the disciples are going through that terrible storm and he says, why are you afraid? I'm with you. And I think as we go through and begin what was going to be, I think, a very difficult year for both of our countries, when all of our self-reliance seems to be stripped away even more, I think we are prone and we are more than primed to receive that message in a fresh way and maybe live mm. it out in a much more fresh way than we have before. Yeah, I agree, Sheridan. I mean, uh, you think about, you know, a, a secular perspective of New Year's as opposed to where we are with Christ. And, uh, and I don't know how people, you know, who don't have any faith at all survive day to day. I mean, I, I need Jesus. I'm so broken. And uh, to, you know, to go before the cross and to ask for forgiveness and to come up new again. I know how often do you do this. I mean, you know, fairly regularly in our walk. So it, it's a powerful action. And I think one that's necessary for all of us. So the yeah. people that don't have that in their lives, boy, that's got to be just difficult. I mean, you know, it's one thing to grab a self-help book, but it, it only goes so far. Right. It only goes so far in. It's almost like there's, there, are, there are layers to us. And the self-help books help. They help in the first layer. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but actually, there's another two, three, four layers that keep on going deeper <laughs> in. And the Holy Spirit is the one who gets into us, and he actually changes us from the inside out. So you're absolutely right, John. I'm, I find, I've been doing some research. I'm about to do a, a series of keynote uh, speeches for um, a, a, a Christian educational conference. And they've given me the, the topic of contentment. Mm. I've been doing some research into the psychological and the sociological background of contentment. And you know what? If you don't actually have that divine perspective, that divine element, all you, all you have in the end is some sort of vague hope. In fact, I came across one paper that said, look, there's not really a lot of hope for us to have true contentment because ultimately 
human beings are only designed to number one, survive and number two, reproduce. And so being happy, being content, it's not really mm -hmm. in our design. The right. best we can do is make best as, as best we could. Mm -hmm. Oh, no wonder people are wrestling right. so much no with kidding. depression. Mm -hmm. and yet we yeah. have a God who comes in and who gives us contentment from the inside. Yeah. Sheridan Voise is with us. A brand new book he has out called Reflect with Sheridan. Um, Sheridan, in our closing minutes, let's talk about that. You know, we mentioned that when you were with us last time, um, kind of as an introduction. Talk about what Reflect with Sheridan's like, what someone might expect were they to purchase it and go through it with you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, us authors, we always like to talk about our books and we love you broadcasters who always like to ask us about them. So, <laughs> <laughs> we aim to please. <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a gift book it's a hardcover gift book a lot of people are using it as a devotional because it's got 70 stories and reflections in there i start with the human experience and then i move to scripture and i find that that's the best way for me mm. to communicate with my bbc audience over here uh, rather than start with the scripture and then move to the experience i find if i can start with the human experience and move to scripture that's what we do so there's a, a story in there about fresh starts and new beginnings, and there's uh, reflections there on joy and meaning and hope and wonder and changes and seasons in our life as well. So I hope that it's something that can give people some inspiration. It can also maybe a, be a gift for people and also perhaps something you might want to pass on to your maybe spiritual but not religious co-worker or something mm. like that. Any of those. SheridanVoise.com is where you'll find Reflect with Sheridan. Sheridan, uh, thanks for being with us. You know, we're praying for you as you go through this period of lockdown in the UK. Uh, what's the timeline? Any idea? It is so up in the air that people are starting to throw around kind of ideas that if we can have the combination of both the lockdown and also the vaccine rollout fast enough. I mean, we need to get millions and millions yes. of people vaccinated to make this work. But if we can get those two things together, then we might be in a better place by spring, perhaps. Uh, so we've, we've got a bit of a, a trek ahead of us, I think. Mm -hmm. You do. Well, it's good for you to get out of the house and join us here in Pittsburgh from That's across right. the Atlantic. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Always At least good. psychologically. I'm with you in spirit. Look, however we can get out. I'll just say yes. In your mind, right. you're out and about in Pittsburgh, Sheridan. Imaginary journeys. I'm there. Yeah. Yes. Be well, friend. We'll talk to you hopefully yeah. next month. Look forward to it. Thank you. Sheridan Voise. You can find him online. Uh, many fine works and uh, places for you to travel through spiritually. SheridanVoise.com. Take a break. Uh, quick break. We're going to talk about two local restaurants that you need to get out to. Esquire Magazine says so. When was the last time you watched your home movies? If you're like most, there's a box in your closet of videotapes, film reels, and photos that don't get watched. Worse, they're degrading. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. Ten years ago, we started Legacy Box to help families convert their aging media to digital. Here's how it works. Fill Legacy Box with your camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. We professionally digitize and send them back on DVDs, thumb drives, or the cloud, ready to watch and share. Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted home movie and photo digitizer. Over 450,000 families have used Legacy Box, and we've been featured on Good Morning America, Rachel Ray, and The Today Show. Dust off those recorded moments and preserve your family's history so it can be easily passed down for generations. Experience peace of mind and enjoy reliving the glory days. Order your Legacy Box today. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for a limited time to get 40% off your order. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. 
Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010. Or selectquote.com. Select quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Have you or someone you know been diagnosed with cancer? Then you are not alone. At Courage Through Cancer Ministries, we understand how devastating and life-changing a cancer diagnosis and journey can be. And it is our prayer that through our ministry efforts, you find hope, courage, and strength both now and for each new day. Our toll-free number is 1-855-6-COURAGE and our website, CourageThroughCancer.com. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com, the WordFM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at Radio.com. We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a couple of flurries. Untreated surfaces will be slippery tonight. We'll reach a low of 30. Tomorrow, expect a morning flurry or two, otherwise cloudy skies. Tomorrow, we'll reach a high of 35. Tomorrow night, areas of low clouds with a low of 28. Thursday, cloudy skies with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Last week, Esquire magazine named 100 restaurants America America cannot afford to lose. Mm, And on that list of 100 were two restaurants here locally. Now, the first, of course, is uh, one of our favorites. So we've been to many, many times over the years. That would be Tesaro's in Bloomfield. And Esquire describes um, their burgers as big as a flattened softball. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Tesaro's uh, has been closed, reopening for dine-in and takeout Thursday, according to their Facebook post, Tesaro's in Bloomfield. One restaurant, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm ashamed to admit, I did not know this restaurant. Uh, that would be the J&J's Family Restaurant on Mount Washington. Uh, J&J Restaurant is open. Now, uh, Esquire's deputy editor, a, a man by the name of Ben Boscovich, he lived on Mount Washington with a few friends after college. He said they would walk to J&J's for breakfast on the weekends. And uh, Nancy McLaren, whose family has owned J&J's, says that uh, she's humbled. We are blessed here. A lot of support from our community. We've got good days and bad days like all businesses do, but we're trying to stay strong. So congratulations to J&J and to Soros. That is awesome to be mentioned like that in a national publication. 
Yeah, and I feel terrible that I don't know J and J's either. I don't know. It's on Shil- 300 Shiloh Street on Mount Washington. Okay. So it's not one of these, you know, it's not like the Tin Angel or, you know, right. uh, something like that. It's not frou-frou. It sounds like it's like a mom and pop place. Awesome. Okay. I'll check yeah. it out. I'll be happy yeah, to too. check yeah. it out. Are you kidding me? I'd like to get, when's the last time you went out to eat? I mean, went out and sat down in a restaurant. Probably March. Yeah. 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 I can't I tell you how many meals I've had in the front seat of my car. That's depressing. It's horribly That's depressing. really depressing. The front yeah. of your car, the front seat of your car is not for eating. No, it's not. No. I'll tell you, I had a really good chicken sandwich last week at uh, a place in Oakland. Oh, yeah. Uh, that place you told me about. Oh, man. You I mentioned it on the air that. a couple weeks ago. I want to go back there, but it's I don't want to sit chicken, in the front seat of my it? car. Yeah, that's what it's called. Chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, listen, uh, you're a big fan of the Batman uh, saga. Yeah. No, listen, you and Mike I are mean, like, you know. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. like, you know, superhero. Listen, I like, first of all, I I would pick the Marvel Universe if I was picking a universe. Uh, the second thing I would say is just, I mean, the, the Dark Knight was just really, really dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I know Mike Mike is shaking his head like, oh, how could she have gone so wrong? No, I agree. But, it's, it's definitely dark. I, concur, I definitely concur with that. Yeah, just mm-hmm. super dark. I mean, actually, first of all, it's the common, you know, the commentary on the world is dark. It's also right. very dark to watch. Like I got sleepy multiple times thinking it's just very yeah. dark in here. I'm glad you brought that up because we were watching a film the other night. You ever do this? And the screen is so dark. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're watching it during the day. Like, what's but, going on? What, I can't really understand what's happening. Right, we we, we what watched a film called First Cow. And I, I know there first was a cow? cow on. Yeah, First Cow. I know there was a cow on the screen at one point, but I sure couldn't figure it out. You know it had to be dark if you can't find a cow. Wait, is First Cal the one about, um, does the kid have downs? No. I'm co- it's okay. it's really interesting. It's a story truly about a First Cal, you know, in like the Oregon frontier. Right, right, right. I saw this. This had a beautiful trailer. I remember it, the day it came out. It's and a I remember re- kind of It's a beautiful it, film. Is it a beautiful film? Yeah. It's an unusual film, I should say. Um uh, you know, for those of you who are, you know, modern filmmaking, uh, the good news report is there's there's very, very little violence and no sex in First Cow. So, I mean, <laughs> which it, I think I'm relieved based yeah. on the title. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, it was so dark. It's kind of hard to see. But mm-hmm. I do digress here because you, you brought up Dark Knight. Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Batman. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I f- love Michael Keaton. I oh, love too. Michael Keaton. Because you know why? He's mm-hmm. one of us. He is he's, one of us. He's not Remember some big in, Hollywood okay, okay, let's, let's get it back to Marvel where it belongs. Wasn't he awesome in Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, he was. He was so good. Yeah. Mike, no, are, he, you're not saying anything. Mike, didn't you think he was awesome in spider He was awesome. I'm just laughing because I'm not even kidding you. I had a dream about Michael Keaton last night. What? I was walking around with, I was walking around with him in Pittsburgh, and we, <laughs> and we got a Bermani sandwich. It was the weirdest. I, it was so, it's so, how random is that? That's very random. That, was he wearing is, his mask? That is kind of creepy, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really weird. Kind of. You creepy. went to Primanti's. I did. I did. I, I said, "Hey, are you hungry?" He's like, "Yeah." Where, I was like, "Where do you want to go?" Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh, of course, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, "Let's right. let's hit up." I said, "Let's hit up a Primanti's." Really weird. Oh, now we're talking that. about him as really Batman. Here's the weird crazy. thing. I mean, Michael Michael Keaton. He's not a spring chicken. Uh, that's a pretty old Batman. He's going mean, to be he's, an older Batman. He's he more like Alfred. That's why there's Photoshop, right? I guess. I don't know. 
How old do you think Michael Keaton is? I bet he's close to 70, don't you think? I bet he's close to 70. I mean, that's like the butler. I will say this. If he's close to 70, I mean, we saw him recently in Spider-Man. For those of you that said Spider-Man Homecoming, Mm -hmm. he looks terrific. Yeah. And he was terrific. That was such a great twist. If you haven't seen that movie, what the heck are you waiting for? Wait, wait, hold on. I get a little J&J update from Megan. Our friend Megan says, thank you. You go to J&J. Get the banana split pancakes. Mm. Holy smokes. That sounds good. That banana sounds so mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. I'll take a banana split pancake like right, right the heck now. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Michael Keaton, he's probably the first Batman who's a member of AARP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think? I mean, he's got arthritis. He can't be like, you know, you know, that bat. You belt don't know he has heavy. arthritis. He might not have arthritis. I bet he does. You guys I mean, want to give a wild guess how old he is? I say I th- I, somewhere in the ballpark I, of seventy. No, 60, I think 68. I think he's sixty-five. He's sixty-nine years old. Uh huh. There you so go. Born John always beats 5th, me in that game. I hate that game. Why mm-hmm. do I play that game? I always lose. You know, sixty-nine-year-old Batman. See, seriously, I mean, he's going to be like Batman with the Walker. I mean, that's not good, right? That's you got very slow criminals you're trying to catch up. Hold on. Wait, slow down there. You got like a little tennis balls on his little. But somebody who's sixty nine can be in shape. What I'm just saying, Kath. What is it about? Oh my God. What would make it better is if uh, Jack Nicholson comes in as the Joker at eighty three years old. <laughs> that would, oh, that oh, would be awesome. Yeah, geriatric he... superhero. Yeah. Wait, are you? Wait, are you making that up, or is he really eighty three? No, he's eighty three. Nick... Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Jack's been around the block a few times. Wow. I mean, talk about easy rider. The only place Jack's is going easy rider is on one of those old stair lifts up to his bathroom. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes, Jack. Wasn't easy Val rider. Kilmer also a Batman? Yes, oh, he yeah. was. He's 61. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer. And Val Kilmer, yeah. I mean, I, you know, God bless him. I hope it, he, 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 he has vacillated in weight quite dramatically yeah. in his life. No, let's not, let's not get on someone's weight. No, no fat shaming here on the ride I'm home. Fat, just, just, just listen, shaming. I vacillated. I told old you about shaming. what it was like when I stepped on the scale yesterday. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, All right, shall we take a break? Yes. All right, please. Uh, we come back. Charlie Camosi is going to be with us. We're going to talk about the aforementioned vaccine rollout. Stick around for that conversation. Ride home with John and Kathy. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. That's Word FM. W-O-R-D I just want to say thank you to your station and to all the frontline workers who work in hospitals, pharmacists, doctors, etc. I want to wish them a happy new year. This is a wonderful station. You guys keep up the good work and what you do, what you play. And I just want to say thank you. Bye-bye now. Thanks. From 101.5 WORD. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We 
our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment. 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley. 724-884-1496. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy. But there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Let's face it, life's messy. And being a single Christian in today's culture isn't easy. Thank God for the Boundless Podcast. From relationships to finances to faith to family, they help me maintain my Christian walk through the tough stuff. Check out this clip from the Boundless Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the issue of shame around singleness. One of the things that that I've thought a lot about is um, Paul's peculiar message to the the church in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians, he's talking about singleness because it seems like he is saying it's okay to get married, but stay single if at all possible. And the only way I can make sense of that is he has in his mind a priority of doing what God has called him to in the kingdom, and that that is more important to him than than having his relational status be what he wanted it to be. Boundless, a Focus on the Family webzine for young adults. For the complete podcast, support, and encouragement, visit boundless.org. John 316. For God so loved the world, the whole world, everyone, anyone, that a lot of people, that he gave his one and only son, his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. <laughs> There's more at FocusOnTheFamily.com. I think, you know, as an American, you really applaud the uh, Operation Warp Speed, the uh, rush to get the uh, vaccine developed and then out into production. Now the problem is that final mile, after all the hard work that's being done, I mean, things are really bogged down, whether it's locally or across the nation, around the world in many instances. 
There's also issues about fairness, about who gets the vaccine first. I thought that, you know, the first people were going to get, in, you know, the vaccine, of course, were the first responders and then the elderly. But now there's news that that's not happening in many places here in the country. Well, Charles Camosi is with us. Dr. Camosi is professor of Christian ethics at Fordham University in New York City. He's interested in building conversations and solidarity between groups, which sometimes difficult find it difficult to engage. I think that's probably most of us. His newest book is called Resisting Throwaway Culture. And uh, Charlie, welcome back to the show. Good to be with both of you again. Yeah, Charlie, always good to hear from you. Um, so let's talk about the vaccine rollout, federal versus state. So a lot of people have been saying, uh, boy, you know, we really needed a, a federal uh, guideline, a protocol that every single uh state hospital, whatever needed to follow. It needed to be based in Washington. Um, and yet news came out today. I saw on Twitter today that uh, West Virginia said, you know, we wouldn't want that anyway. We decided that we were going to go in and, you know, establish our own protocol and every single person in a, in a long-term care facility already vaccinated. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I've been it on is. your show a number of times talking about throwaway culture with respect to the elderly. And when the CDC said we're going to prioritize people in nursing homes, right along with healthcare workers, by the way, there was there no distinction made. They were going to do both at the same time. I thought, finally, finally, we are making some progress against the culture of throwing away the elderly. We saw so many times during the pandemic. And yet what we've seen, what we've seen is just astonishing. Nationwide, only 14% of the doses designed for nursing homes have actually been administered. 14%. And we're seeing, wow. we're seeing death rates just skyrocket. In my home state of New Jersey, we've seen nursing home deaths double in the last month or so. So it's just unconscionable. And it's actually taking me back to where I was through most of the pandemic. Do we actually care about this population? Right. Okay. So then, Charlie, how do you, I mean, it's early to point fingers, but at the same time, you know, the governments and corporations have had a long time to plan for the proper expedient rollout. So where is the disconnect? Because obviously the the vaccines are being distributed, they're in place, they've been manufactured, but now there's this gulf and people are sitting there. Of course, they're in managed care facilities and continuing to die on a daily basis. Well, I, I, let me preface what I'm about to say by saying that healthcare workers in many contexts and healthcare in general in many contexts have done absolutely heroic work during oh, the pandemic. They've saved count, countless lives. They put themselves at risk. They should be right along with nursing home um, residents prioritized, number one. However, what we've seen is, um, and as a medical ethicist myself, I've seen this time and time again, the medical field, the medical industry, not just frontline workers, but let's say office staff, right? managed to prioritize themselves in other in much less serious context than this one. So it's actually not surprising to me that they found a way to prioritize themselves here. Just think about this for a second. I, would, I Just before we came on, or I came on, I looked at Pennsylvania. If you look at Pennsylvania doses from age 25 to 29, 6,500 doses have been given out. For age 70 to 74, only 791. So the doses are getting to people in Pennsylvania. They're just getting only really to the frontline healthcare workers who happen to be 25 to 29. And we have not prioritized right along with healthcare workers, with healthcare workers, the elderly, who are actually, despite the fact that healthcare workers are exposed to the virus much more than, say, the three of us are, they're far, far less likely to die, especially 25 to 29-year-olds than the 70 to 74-year-olds. Hmm. Okay, so Charlie, what does that tell us? I think it tells us that we have a 
a system set up in place, um, and it's not only our healthcare system, it's more broadly, but it especially matters when it, when it comes to our healthcare system, that prioritizes certain lives over other lives. I mean, we saw that put on dramatic display during the pandemic, right? So like when, when push came to shove and hospitals said, we're freaking out, we think we might not have enough beds, I know what we'll do. We'll put COVID positive patients back into nursing homes and we're going to light this fire that, that killed like 40% of the people who died of COVID died from nursing home. They were nursing home residents, either in the hospital or in the nursing home itself. So 40% died right there. That's overwhelming majority. And that was our first instinct, right? We, were, we wanted to keep hospitals safe as much as possible, safe and open. And so the elderly in nursing homes paid the price. They were just essentially a dumping ground. And there's been a lot made of that, rightly so. And I hope, I hope there's um, some accountability for people who made those decisions as we go um, and, and we have these investigations done over the next few years. But what that revealed, I think, is something broader in our culture and something that you and I have talked about many times, which is there was a problem with this population well before the pandemic. We, we, we already treated them as a throwaway population before the pandemic. This is something that when I talk to, say, immigrants from here in New Jersey come from other countries, they say, wait a minute, what do you do with your elderly again? You put them away in this nursing home where they're desperately lonely and hardly ever see anyone and are not connected to the broader culture basically at all. Um, that's terrible, right? That's terrible. And so it's not surprising, actually, when the pand what the pandemic has revealed is something that was already there. In my book, Resisting Throwaway Culture, I talk about throwaway populations. There are prenatal throwaway populations, obviously with abortion. There's euthanasia populations, right, for people who are sick and dying. We just, you know, toss them aside, discard them. Well, here's another throwaway population I think we need to wrestle with. And it's, it's, it's time. One thing that's good about this is West, the West Virginia example. We don't have to follow what other states are doing. West Virginia has done this right. They said, we're going to get the nursing homes done first, and then we'll get to the younger, healthier people. Charlie, I, I live, I literally live a, about a block away from a managed care facility. And I remember, you know, early on, whenever the, you know, the curtain fell, um, I, I would regularly walk my dog, you know, past the facility, uh, wave to people. I mean, to, to think about how many people that are stuck inside month after month, year after year now. And, you know, like you said, it's a storehouse. So are, are you saying that what happens here in the United States that we view our elderly population and treat them so differently than many other developed countries in the world? Well, not just developed countries. I, I would say just broadly speaking, countries, right, the world. Um, and and it, it's actually the more developed you are, I think the more this is a problem. Throwaway culture, I think, is very much related to consumer culture. And consumer culture teaches us who matters, right? It's it's consume it's consumption. It's it's the production of things that you can consume. And those who are takers, right, are kind of disparaged as takers, and the makers are the ones that are held up and given you know like pride of place. But obviously, if we have a gospel-centered message where Christ tells us to prioritize those on the margins, right, those who are not up at the highest level, who are the, the those that consume the most and make the most and, and have the most resources, Christ told us to prioritize people precisely on the opposite side of that spectrum, right? Yeah. That's Dr. Charlie Camosi. I wish we had more time to talk about that, but our time is up. Uh, Charlie Camosi, uh, all the information available at johnnycathyshow.com. Charlie, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. I need to step away for just a few minutes. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about Christian churches and nuns in Beijing. 
I'm Pastor Tom Hall of First Church Pittsburgh. Like you, I can't wait for this crazy time to be over. But in spite of how things seem, God isn't done with us. Join us at fpcp.org Sundays at 1045. Stream us on Facebook. Let's discover together how this story ends. Hint, Jesus wins. If you were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. We've talked often about the oppression that communist Chinese authorities are exerting on the local church. And now the Chinese officials in mainland China have been so emboldened, have been emboldened by taking over churches in Hong Kong and specifically convents where Catholic nuns have lived peacefully for decades and decades. Some of those nuns have objected to the Chinese government and their far-reaching powers. And because of that, these nuns have found themselves under house arrest, uh, confined to their rooms, basically, not even as the main part of the um, of the convent itself. And uh, it's happened much more than once. The news is leaking out now that these are primarily, of course, as you might imagine, elderly women, women in their 70s and 80s who are now under house arrest and locked away indefinitely because they dare speak out about the communist regime. 
Well, you know, also news came last week, the young woman who first broke the uh, the story from Wuhan about the COVID-19 virus, also detained by officials, sentenced even to four years in prison on a hunger strike, a woman who is a believer in Jesus, who frequently spoke scripture in her trial, uh, suffering mightily. Listen, you know, the least we can do is remember these brothers and sisters, these warriors in prayer. In prayer. Indeed. For their strengthening, for their courage, for everything that they need. Look, we talk often about uh, the United States of America and our religious liberties here. This is something to be greatly emboldened by, proud of, because we are still freely worshiping when and where and how we choose. So God bless America on that. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Georgia election officials say voting is going smoothly across the state. The outcome of the election will determine whether Democrats or Republicans control the Senate. An Illinois teenager who fatally shot two people and wounded a third amidst sometimes violent summer protest in the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, has pleaded not guilty to charges including intentional homicide. 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse entered the plea in a brief hearing conducted by teleconference. Meanwhile, a Wisconsin prosecutor has announced that he will not file criminal charges against a white police officer who shot a black man in the back in Kenosha last summer, leaving him paralyzed and setting off the sometimes violent protest in the city. On Wall Street, the Dow gained 167 points today. The Nasdaq was up 120. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. 
If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. Where can you find a mattress store that truly puts your needs first? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our team is here with a no-pressure approach to help you find the right mattress to meet your unique needs. Whether it's back support, comfort, or long-term durability you're seeking, nobody knows more about what makes a great mattress great. We want to make sure you're prepared to make the best choice for you, whether you buy from us or not. Stop by your local OMF store to see the original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a couple of flurries. Untreated surfaces will be slippery tonight. We'll reach a low of 30. Tomorrow, expect a morning flurry or two, otherwise cloudy skies. Tomorrow, we'll reach a high of 35. Tomorrow night, areas of low clouds with a low of 28. Thursday, cloudy skies with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You know, I don't think that I can overstate enough how valuable uh, reading, at least for me, on a daily basis, the newspaper has been. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is something that's gone by the wayside. And, you know, so many things have been changed because of, you know, the digital revolution. But there was a day, you know, when the paper would come, you know, you'd get the morning paper and or the evening paper and you sit and just peruse it. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, it was an art form or it was just a deep sense of enjoyment because, you know, things that you would find out that you weren't even looking at, you know, just there's a weird article here that talked about, you know, this, and it was, you know, it was the early days of surfing, I guess, you know, in, you know, sort of a a paper format. So um, with that in mind, I I saw a piece that the the times uh, printed over the weekend in the Sunday edition, 74 of our favorite facts for 2020. And these are facts that were, you know, inside articles, of course, longer articles, but they just took these little tiny nuggets and presented them to the reading audience. So uh, Kath and I have seen this, mm-hmm. and we just like to share a few of these odd and interesting facts that have found their way, uh, you know, in the paper last year. Okay, you ready? Yeah. You know, the famous um, uh, photograph of the migrant mother from the Dust Bowl? Sure, I do. Yeah. 1936. Mm-hmm. Before taking that photograph, that unbelievably iconic photograph yeah. of Florence Owens Thompson, uh, Dorothea Lang, who was the photographer, drove, drove 20 miles past the camp before she decided to turn around and go back and see if she could take any photographs. Okay, so Dorothea Lang, she was uh, employed by the WPA, the Works Progress Administration, right? And mm-hmm. her job was to go, and you know, she was documenting America. And she came to this homeless camp. She saw that face, but then you know, got involved in other work, and then drove. Could you imagine driving twenty miles away right. and that face haunting you in some way? 
that you can't get that out of your head, especially as a photographer thinking yep. that's something that's so beautiful and so stark. I, I need to go back. Isn't so that God wonderful? bless her that she did. Cause that really, that sort of sums up the depression in one very stark image. I agree. How about this? Uh, are you a fan of the, uh, the bounty hunter dog, the bounty hunter? I'm not familiar with the bounty hunter. You're, you're not Mike. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you know who the dog, the bounty hunter is, don't you? Yes. Didn't he, um, doesn't he go around, you know, catching up or he's, yeah, he's yeah. Getting, uh, criminals, he goes and he's pretty, he prays for them. It's he meets people, ministry, you know, right? jump and bail. And, you know, he's, he's just kind of a wild man and okay. his wife. Now they, they had a really popular cable television show for many number of years. Dog, the bounty hunter met his wife, Beth Chapman, who I'm sorry, his late wife, she passed away, but dog, the bounty hunter met his wife in 1986 when he posted her bond after she shoplift a lemon. What? Mm-hmm. She stole a lemon. And he thought, you know what? I need to get that lady out of jail because she's pretty sweet, even though she stole a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> True love for dog. All right. All right. Speaking of strange couples, mm-hmm. uh, Martha Stewart. Oh. Uh, you know, the, the woman who's famous for her cooking sure, and yeah. beautiful interior design and her uh, superior wealth. Uh, she has a line of CBD products, John. Yeah. Okay. And um, her introduction to CBD was from Snoop Dogg. See, now, what, does that surprise you that Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg would be friends? No, it doesn't, because okay. I'm sure that they've been to any number of charity events or whatnot, and they, you know, get to know each other. It, they, they met at a roast of Justin Bieber, actually. <laughs> and that's a whole other story, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yes, Justin Bieber and his pastor. Okay, so Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart are friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they're exchanging Partaking. tips on CBD. All right, that's good. Okay. Uh, the summit of Mount Everest. Of course, how many great explorers have uh, wanted to and yearned to climb the summit to Mount Everest? The summit of Mount Everest is about the size of two ping pong tables. Come on. I mean, what the heck? So I mean, that, you know, we've seen that big line yeah. now of people well, pre COVID. This, this like it's become so cluttered with people who are dying to get up to the summit they're yeah. all dying to get up to like a tiny tiny space exactly just to say i climbed mount everest and i stood there for you know a few seconds wow yeah it's fascinating john in belgium you know belgium oh sure the waffle people <laughs> the waffle people the, there are two regions there's a wealthy dutch speaking region in the north Mm-hmm. And there is a poorer French-speaking region in the South. They each have their own governments, political parties, and cultures. It's like two different countries. What? I mean, think how small Belgium is. How That's really bizarre. People how does pick that on the United work? States for there being, you know, a division between North and South. Well, that's nothing. We have a yeah. gigantic country. They have a tiny little place. <laughs> Very small. Fascinating. All right. Um, uh, Matthew Broderick, the, the actor. I love Matthew Broderick. I think he's a supremely talented guy. I do too. I like yeah. him very much. Uh, Although his the, comedians in Cars was a disappointment. It was, but you know, yeah. you can't hit on all cylinders all the time. He was but good he, in the music. I thought he was good in the Music Man. Didn't did? Oh, Shapoopy and Kid Man. A lot of people hated him in the Music Man. No, well, Mike hated him in the Music Man. He's a comic. I, I, he's a. I love him as a comedian. Like but here's the deal: in the 24 years since they first appeared together. In How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying right. on Broadway, Sarah Jessica Parker, who is married to Matthew Broderick, got engaged, married, had three children, but did not act together in those 24 years. That's weird, isn't it? 
You meet, you're together on a show, you fall in love. And then you never, paid, you're never in a show again. No. And a little sidebar, again, reading the paper yesterday, I saw in the paper that the, the Brodericks bought a house, a, a brownstone in downtown Manhattan in the year 2000 for $2.4 million. Yes. They sold it this week for $15 million. That's a good return on the investment there, the Brodericks. Holy cow. Yeah. All right. Listen to this. You know the uh, K-pop group BTS? Yeah, unfortunately I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. By one estimate, they add more than $3.5 billion annually to South Korea's economy. What? (laughs) That's a gross That's what it says. $3.5 billion annually. What? What's your relationship to that K-pop stuff? Very, it's not, I don't really have a relationship to it. It's, it's a lot. I mean, they're really awesome. They're really, they're really great, but that is too much going on for me. That's a lot going on. That's like visual overload. Yep. I love this. This is from an article called Loud, Louder, and Loudest, How Classical Music Started to Roar. Before the Industrial Revolution, the principal sources of noise in the world were thunder, church bells, and cannon fire. So not K-pop. It was a quiet world then, wow. right? Thunder mm-hmm. was the one of the loudest things you were likely to hear. That's so cool. Wow. that's I would like to kind of go back to that in some mm-hmm. ways. Okay, listen. Um, there's a, a, a Spanish word, cacarolazo. Okay? Cacarolazo. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but that's what it is. It is Spanish for casserole. Okay. And it also implies a form of protest involving pot banging. What? Mm-hmm. The same word that imply that is that is casserole, also is a form of protest involving really pot banging. So maybe the next time you or your spouse make a casserole, you should bang I mean, the pots that, as well. That could be dangerous. You say, "Come on over for the casserole," and all of a sudden somebody shows up and they're protesting. Isn't at your that front weird? Door. What does that mean? Why are those Why are those words connected? Perhaps a Spanish weird. speaker could mm-hmm. let me know about that. But all right, here's one: uh, the father of the country, George Washington, mm-hmm. survived smallpox, malaria six times, <gasps> diphtheria, tuberculosis twice, and pneumonia. What the heck? Huh? And we're worried about a little COVID. George Washington, kicking it, my friend. Speaking of surviving, once rare off the South California. No, can I start again? Please take two. (laughs) Once rare off of the Southern California beaches, great white sharks are beginning to show up more often. The newcomers are mostly juvenile sharks, which prefer the warm waters closer to shore. But imagine the changes that's going to bring to the beaches of Southern Mm, California. mm. Those younger sharks at Calabanga, they want to hang out with the surfers. Okay, so speaking of animals, if they were a country, cows would rank as the world's sixth largest emitter of methane gas ahead of Brazil, Japan, and Germany. (laughs) Little cow fart. God bless them. God bless the cows. Just, if they were a country. Just stand, they're just standing there. They're not concerned about what you think of them. Nope. Six largest really emitter. That's why Greta Thunberg okay. is anti-cow. Oh. Yes, yeah, she is anti-cow. <laughs> First cow. Uh, uh, John Lacar uh, recently passed away, master of the spy fiction novel. Oh, yeah. Um, some would say kind of the author of the of the first mm. one. Anyway, he did not compete for, nor would he accept book prizes. 
In 2011, when he was nominated for the Man Booker International Prize, he asked that his name be withdrawn. Really? Okay. People just don't want to be recognized. That's good. That's good for them. Um, How about this? Uh, Richard Shearer, who is the engineer listed on the first patent of Lockheed's F-117 stealth aircraft. I mean, a marvel of technology moonlighted in the 1950s to design some of the rides at Disneyland, including Dumbo, the flying elephant. (laughs) All right. He had a patent for the stealth fighter and for Dumbo, the flying elephant. That's something. I love that very much. (laughs) Okay. um, The last one I have for you, John, is uh, a, a number that might shock you because it certainly shocked me. We breathe roughly 25,000 times a day. Really? 25,000 breasts. Yeah. That's cool. And if you're doing K-pop, it's worse. Yeah. Okay, my final one to you. Fungi can be trained to eat cigarette butts, use diapers, oil spills, and even radiation. <laughs> wait, Bring wait, in wait, the fungi. Wait, 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 they can be trained to use diapers? No, no, to eat. <laughs> <laughs> to there's a difference there's no baby diapers for the fun guy they want to eat the baby diapers and the cigarette it's butts like, and the what? oil spills and the radiation bring on the fun guy my friend oh my god yeah, 74 of the new york times favorite facts for 2020 mm-hmm. good night take a quick break terry tim is going to be with us epiphany uh, now that's tomorrow i believe epiphany sunday as well We'll talk to Terry Tim about becoming Epiphany people next here on the ride home. It's Bruce Christian Talk Word FM. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Wow. I think we can all agree that a lot went wrong in 2020. But you can start 2021 off right with a resolution to help protect your identity and personal info using LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. The sad truth is one in five people have been a victim of identity theft. But LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity. And they see more than you can when you just monitor your credit, like your info for sale on the dark web. And if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based restoration specialists know the steps to take to help resolve your case. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that helps you protect what you've worked so hard for. Get 25% off your first year with promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. That's promo code SMART 
for up to 25% off at lifelock.com. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. No one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call 1-800-936-5496. 1-800-936-5496. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We three kings of Orient are. Of course, you know the hymn. That's a epiphany. It's an epiphany hymn. Well, Terry Tim is with us. Terry's a regular guest on our show. He is the pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. And Terry, happy new year to you. Welcome back. Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Happy new year to you guys. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Happy new year to you, Terry. Thank goodness, Terry. Huh? Goodbye to 2020. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. That is for sure. Okay. But like I keep saying, it's not like something magical happened when we turned the calendar from December to January, right? It's not like everything, like all of a sudden, it was completely new and changed. No, but it gives us some hope though, right? Because we're beyond it. That's all. Well, it's it's an opportunity to reset. reset, Okay. Oh, we got a bad bad line here, Terry. Hold on. We, get, we can't hear you at all. You're, you're breaking up. We, we need to, speaking of resetting, we're going to reset with Terry Tim. Okay. So, uh, I mean. I had to put my sweater on. It got cold here in the spare room, John. Uh-oh. You got that hot belt going on for you. No, the, my hot, it's, it's not plugged in. It's, it's, it wasn't charged. Uh-oh. Somebody didn't charge it. Huh? Okay. So, parenthetically speaking, while we wait to reconnect with Terry, mm. let me say that that one of the gifts that my husband got me for Christmas is this like, this sounds weird, but it's like a heating belt that you you can strap onto your body because when we do the show from our spare rooms john and his spare room mine and my spare room i am very cold mm. it is very cold in here and so he got me this bat this like a uh, rechargeable battery pack and you like wrap it around the center of your body with velcro it's it's quite nice anyway somebody john somebody in my house mm-hmm. unplugged the charger last night and so i put it on for the show but there's no heat Somebody, you know, what, what happens whenever like you, you, your kids are gone and generally they're the first suspects, right? They're the somebody's Heck yeah. Uh, they're gone. Then, you know, your poor husband's going to carry the shoulder of the burden of he's Someone, that somebody. Someone's got to carry that burden. Cause right now I'm having to put like sweaters on during the show. Cause I'm freezing. Well, maybe the conversation with Terry, Tim will warm you up in his congenial <laughs> manner. Terry, are you back with us? I think I am. I have no idea what happened there, but I think I'm back. 
Okay, okay great. All right. So tell us, so you're saying that, you know, turning the, the calendar from December to January, what you think it actually does mean something to you? Does it give you an impetus? Well, it does. It, it's like I said, it's an opportunity to, to reboot, to refocus, to say, I can't change a lot of the things that are happening in our world. In fact, I have very little power over a lot of those things, but I change how I show up and engage them, and I can engage them a little bit differently. I can reflect on what has happened and look forward with hope to what is to come. And I do think epiphany gives us some clues on how to do that. Okay. Okay. So is tomorrow, I believe in the church calendar, the Feast of the Epiphany, right? January 6th. Is that correct? It is. I mean, today is actually the 12th day of Christmas, which is important. I mean, the church has said we need 12 days to, to delve into the mystery of the incarnation. Like you can't, you can't grasp it in one day, which I love the way the church has embraced this, uh, this season, the season of Christmas. And, but t- tomorrow is this feast of Epiphany. And if you look at like kind of the larger church calendar, we have these two group feasts of Christmas and Easter, and then there is actually the Feast of Epiphany. And I, I like how you named it, John, the Feast. One of the things that my wife did that we can't start dieting on Monday because we have to. We have one more feast we have to get in. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Everything's going to set. The diet's going to change on Thursday. But, <laughs> She's a wise woman. <laughs> it's like we're going to eat a lot of cake today. So. Right. Uh, but, but epiphany is, um, you know, the word means manifestation or appearing, uh, revealing. And it, it, we celebrate, you know, the visit of the Magi to visit Jesus, the one who was born King of the Jews. And really, for probably most of your listening audience, myself included, like, this is our day because this is the day that reminds us that God's salvation in Christ is for the whole world. It's not just limited to the Jewish people, but God's salvation is for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. God is the God of the whole cosmos, and the Magi are reminders of that, that God revealed his love in Christ to them. And the word has been going out about Christ, the good news of the gospel, ever since then to the whole creation and we're part of that as as gentiles like that's something to party about that's something to celebrate that's something that can help reframe how we look at the world around us that's really good okay so Tara, you know of course i think you know when we think of the magi it's like you know these super you know rich guys royalty right who have traveled a great distance to bring presents to the baby jesus now of course you know in the christian narrative you know it's all condensed where all of a sudden you know jesus is born and then the magi show up but we think that that's obviously not historically true but the reality of the truth of the magi that can be verified i mean you know there were people who were following along trying to find the baby jesus and lo and behold they were able, they were successful there and there's something about that royalty bows down to a baby in a manger. Oh, it's phenomenal if you if you think about it. I mean, the, the scriptures don't tell us much about these these wise people. We don't even actually know if they're men. They're you know we just assume they're men. But the scriptures don't tell us how many there are. 
they don't actually tell us how wise they are, but they do tell us that they saw, and I think this is really important, they saw a star in the sky. God revealed something in the heavens that got their attention, and they followed it. And I would say also, if you look closely at Matthew chapter 2, when they got to Jerusalem, they you know, Herod brought together the priests and, and the scribes and, and the lawyers who understood Scripture, and they said, ha, the Scriptures tell us that there's going to be a king who comes out of Bethlehem. And so it was the fusion of that star in the sky and people knowing the Scriptures. It was those two things together that enabled the Magi to find the Christ child. And, and I would say this is really important as we, we seek to be epiphany people. The, the good news is that God is a God of revelation. God wants to be made known. God is not hiding. God sometimes, you know, Calvin said, God reveals himself to us in two books, the good book and the beautiful book. The beautiful book of creation, the star in the sky, the good book of Scripture. And if we're going to, to live faithfully as God's people, we need to learn how to pay attention to the God who is constantly revealing himself to us. I, I love that segment you just did. I cracked up. That was, that was so good about those, those facts from, from the New York Times. Yeah. And one, one of the things that I loved about that is that people were paying attention to the hidden facts, the hidden realities, the the little nuggets of truth that were in all of those stories. Yes. And it, unless you're paying attention, you're going to miss the beauty of it, right? Or the, or the humor in it or the irony in it. I, I, that is a perfect segue into this segment because God's calling us as Epiphany people to pay attention to the hidden reality that, that God wants to bring to light into our lives to say, Terry, John, Kathy, look, pay attention. I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. And do whatever you can, like the Magi. It might mean getting on a camel and going for two years on a journey, but do whatever you can to probe the mystery of God in Christ and the reality of grace and goodness. And that's how I think we can take up our lives differently in 2021. It's like, I want to follow God's revelation. I want to know as much as I can about the heart of God. And by paying attention to the, the revelation of God in this beautiful creation, even in the, the, the grayness of a winter in, in Pittsburgh, and the revelation in Scripture about who God really is, and that's the thing that can guide us through this new year as different kind of people. That's good, Terry. That's the Reverend okay. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, we need to step away. When we come back from the break, we'll hear more from Terry, more about Epiphany, and maybe what 2020 was like for he and his family. We'll be back. It's the Tuesday edition. It's the ride home. All the online Christmas shopping this year had me too quick to double-click just too easy to spend money. I had a checkout cart with five golden rings, four calling birds, and three Chia pets. 
If you, too, let your Christmas cheer spread a bit too far and you're tired of being stretched financially, tired of the constant credit card stress, and you're curious if a refinance or cash-out refinance would help, know that we're a faith and family mortgage team committed to Word FM. It sounds so radio commercial to say, but it really is true that mortgage rates have gone from historically low levels to somehow even a bit lower as of late, leaving millions of Americans with the potential opportunity to either lower your monthly payment a couple hundred bucks or cash out a chunk of equity that's sitting in your home to use for life. If you'd like to see what that would look like for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. Nice. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships. From breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a couple of flurries. Untreated surfaces will be slippery tonight. We'll reach a low of 30. Tomorrow, expect a morning flurry or two, otherwise cloudy skies. Tomorrow, will reach a high of 35. Tomorrow night, areas of low clouds with a low of 28. Thursday, cloudy skies with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Talking with Jerry Tim, who's the pastor of Christ Community Church at the South Hills. We spent the, the first part of our conversation talking about the Feast of the Epiphany, which is tomorrow, if you're following along on the church calendar. But, uh, Ter, uh, when you initially joined us, we uh, did a quick look back at uh, 2020. And uh, I don't think I'm telling secrets out of school here. Uh, 2020 was a very unkind year for the Tim family, was it not? It was... 
it was a challenge beyond anything that I've ever experienced before in my life. Wow. Um, wow. You know, we, we started, you know, we started with COVID. Uh, I skipped a class in seminary on how to pastor a church through a global pandemic. So I was clueless. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're just making it up as we went along. And who knew that we'd still be in it, a, you know, a year later. But then we had... We had significant family health issues. Um, our, our youngest daughter was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in July. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and our, our first granddaughter, we have three grandsons, but our granddaughter was born in August with a significant heart issue and spent six weeks in the NICU at Children's, had, had massive open heart surgery. Uh, it was, we have had brutal experiences. Uh, but we're, we're seeing we're seeing some light, uh, which again is part of the theme of Epiphany, looking for the light. Uh, our daughter finished her uh, she had her last she had her eighth and final hopefully chemo treatment right before Christmas. And, Wonderful. Uh, so uh, she'll have uh, she'll have some scans in a couple of weeks to see uh, you know if the cancer is gone. The doctors have been hopeful and said she was responding well, but you never know until they have the scans. Right. But uh, that was, boy, uh, just walking with her through that, you know, it's something, you know, you don't expect with a with a 20-something, you know, your youngest child walking through that. Uh, it was dark and gloomy. And, uh, you know, I, I had this moment with, with, our, with our granddaughter, uh, Penelope, we call her Pia. And, uh, she was at our house on Christmas and uh, she's like four and a half months old now. And, and I have to be honest, like um, I've been afraid to hold her, like, uh, like I'm going to break her, like, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but on Christmas day, I had an opportunity to, to hold her. And uh, it was a, you talk about a moment of revelation of God's grace and goodness that, you know, on the day we celebrate God's entrance into the world in the person of a child, a fragile, vulnerable child, you know, I got to hold my granddaughter and this fragile, vulnerable human who has faced so many obstacles in the first four and a half months of her, her life. You know, she's she's healthy right now. She's thriving. She's growing. She's doing all the things that a four and a month, four and a half year old month child is supposed to do. And wow. It, it, it took my breath away and I don't want to miss those kind of moments in life because, um, the world is too hard. Things are, things are really, really difficult. And so finding signs of life, signs of God's light and grace all around us, that's, that's what I'm committed to. And in 2021. Yeah. I mean, Terry, you know, that the triple play, so to speak, of a, a pandemic, a, a daughter with cancer and a granddaughter with open heart surgery. I mean, that had to bring you to your knees. I, I'm sure that, you know, you went through a myriad of emotions and, and prayer time, you know, where you were, you know, shocked, angry, mystified. You were surrendering all these things together, working in, in conjunction. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And one of the things that I've, I've learned as I get a little bit older and have a little more self-awareness, doing, some of you are really familiar with this landscape, but doing emotional work is fatiguing. Mm-hmm. Like it is exhausting. So there have been times, days when I'm like, I haven't done anything and all I want to do is crawl back into bed. 
I am so tired and I can't, you know, I'm like, I'm mystified. And then I realized I'm going through, cycling through all of these hard emotions and it is just, um, it's draining, you know, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. Uh, it's really, really hard. Uh, but, but I have found that, uh, God has been meeting me in, in those places and in, you know, enlarging my soul. One of, one of my prayers three years ago when I went on sabbatical, uh, it was my primary prayer. I said, God, I want you to enlarge my soul. <laughs> and, mm. and God has been doing that, mm. but it's been a lot, through a lot of hard things. Um, it, you know, so I would just say, be careful about what you pray for. Uh, but, but God is faithful, and my, I, I do think my soul is in, a, in a, a larger, deeper, more profound place because of how God has been walking with me and our family through this you know, really challenging season. Well, Terry, we love you, and we followed along with all that, prayed for you guys. You, um, I know my husband and I have regularly prayed for you and for your daughter and granddaughter, and it's just, it's just an incredible I don't know. It's just an incredibly difficult time of stress and, and uh, energy production. Um, and so we just, we're, we're thrilled that there's some good news and uh, we pray that there's more of it in 2021. Well, we, I, we are so appreciative. Uh, it's the prayers of God's people that have carried us along through this. So thank you so much, John and Kathy. And I appreciate you guys. Love you, Pastor. Always good to have you with us. Good to hear your voice. Hopefully in this new year, we'll see each other face-to-face for a That'd time. That'd be nice. <laughs> One of these days soon. <laughs> yes. The Reverend Pastor. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. It's time for, does this make sense? WORD. Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life in Jesus Christ. Each day, I'll give you practical biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Racket number 65233. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. 
We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. this make sense what do you say the flashlight does a flashlight make sense mm-hmm. what are you kidding me in you this ever... in this era of cell phone with a very bright light emanating should you choose to hit the button the flashlight makes sense the flashlight makes perfect sense okay <clears throat> I take my dog out for a walk. Sometimes, like, you know, when the show's over, we'll go for a walk. Now, it's dark out. Right. I got this little pocket flashlight that shines a beam like the heavens have opened up. And you press another little button, and it flashes. So if there's a car going by, man, that flashlight lets people know that me and my dog are out. So please be careful. Flashlights make perfect sense, even in this day and age. That cell phone's, it, it's clunky. It's, mm. you know, the light's not that bright. Plus, what if you... You're using all the energy on your cell phone on, on your flashlight. I disagree. Uh, I think- feel like flashlights in the world right now are superfluous. Really? I mean, it seems as if the ubiquitous cell phone, by the fact that I've called it ubiquitous, it's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I feel like that's something that we could get rid of. Let's clean up a little bit. Let's yeah. let's like, get rid of clutter. Next time the power goes out in your house. Yeah. And you're like panicked because it might be out for like four or five days. Think about charging your cell phone for your flashlight usage. You'll be wishing you had those double Ds, those big D, D batteries, right? Well, aren't you cranky about it? I'm just saying, you know, you need a flashlight, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so it's kind of weird. I, I did not plan this with you today. Does this make sense? I went and saw my sister the other day. She said, you want something to drink? We went back into her kitchen. She turned the light on. Holy smokes. She got like 12 fluorescent lights. Oh. She looked like, you know, she was translucent. I'm like, what's the deal with these fluorescent lights from 1971? Do fluorescent lights in this day and age make sense? No. Unless they are in your nasty basement, they should not be used anywhere. They're not good. I, mean, I really. can't stand. They make everybody look terrible. Yeah. They make the, all the lights coming from like your ceiling fixture. So you're like. Mm-mm this right it makes everybody look sad sick it's horrible it's like you walk into a room and you're in a surgical suite i mean come on i mean there was a day and age i'm sure the fluorescent light was like whoa holy smokes like when you're in an or it's very important otherwise nix it 
Fluorescent lights don't make sense. Flashlight, though, however, makes perfect sense. Right? Just saying. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring, but one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 936-5496 That's 1-800-936-5496 It's long over a thousand chapters over 30,000 verses No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year an interactive plan for reading, learning and understanding the Bible Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God One day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, can provide a warm, family-like environment with a Help at Home caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call Help at Home, 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Although public health officials have cautioned that the coronavirus pandemic is really far from over around the world, the rollout of the, the vaccines started a really hopeful chapter, I think, in everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. So I saw a piece, and the question that was asked in this article was, what is the first thing you're planning to do when the pandemic officially ends? I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the end of World War II, you know, like right. the victory, BJ Day, victory in Japan Day. I mean, mm-hmm. that explosion, I, w- I don't think we're going to see that because it's going to be, you know, there won't be like we flip a switch and it's all over. But, you know, when you finally go, it's done, man, you know, I can put this away. I can, you know, walk around freely. I can, uh, uh, my, one of the first things I'm going to do, 
is hug people. Yes. I miss that. I can't tell you how much. Some people are huggers. I'm a a bit of a hugger myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I miss like, I miss a handshake. I miss a hug. Right. You're not? Yes. You know what I put on my list? Be friendly. Be friendly. Yeah. Because I feel like since COVID started, when I go out with masks and things, I'm kind of like in my own world. Right. I'm looking at people with a stink eye. Right. I mean, and here's the thing. When you try to be friendly in a mask, it doesn't really work. No. Because you can't see anybody smile. You can't see anybody. So you're like, it's just so dumb. I mean, you I see crinkly so eyeballs, right? People smiling or eyes get crinkly, but then you kind of think, is that guy right. mad at me or is he, right. is or is he, he Or is he about to sneeze? Yeah. Well, uh, here, people have uh, chimed in on this. Uh, a pediatric nurse, Mary, she said, I'm a pediatric nurse. And what I miss most is my patients and their parents being able to see me smile. There you yeah. go. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What the heck? Uh-huh. Um, someone says here, uh, let, me, let me read this. I love this. Um, Donnie from Daytona Beach, the live bingo games that I host in our clubhouse where our residents come to enjoy and maybe to win a few dollars. But most of all, I suspect to have the donuts we serve at the break. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have put that in my top 10. Bingo. Right. Bingo and donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone says, um, uh, Amelia says, I had a baby this past summer and I can't wait to take him to the grocery store out to lunch or to visit out-of-state relatives. There's a whole world out there that he barely sees, and I can't wait to show it off. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sad that, you know, so many people are living without that. Yep, I agree. Gosh. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, how about this? Uh, yeah. Can I bring up one? Yeah, please. I am so eager to eat out at a place where there's a big line. You know, like I used to show up at Tesoro's on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I get annoyed because there was a line out the door. And I think, do I really want to wait in the line? You do. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the lobby. It's going to be all crowded around the bar. Listen, what I wouldn't give to do that right, right. now. I agree. Wait in the line and get all crowded and have mm-hmm. people like jostling me. And I really would be fine with that. <laughs> okay. This time next year, I'm going to bring that up. Jostle. How's that waiting in the line going for you? That's good. I'm, I'm going to be good with it. Okay, someone says, being part of a big anonymous crowd. I miss that feeling of collectivity, of being Mm. an an ant in the colony. I'm excited for when I can join a packed spinning class, dance among strangers at a party, or even just sit silently shoulder to shoulder on an airplane. Mm -hmm. Right, with a mass of humanity. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How about, can I say another one? Yeah. Live music. Oh, my gosh. To be in a concert, I think there. I think there are few sectors of society when it comes to you know uh, spheres of employment who have suffered more than musicians have, and I say that because I'm married to one. Um, but I, you you can't imagine how their professional life was just like a light switch. Yeah, just gone, turned off. Yeah, well, performers, all performers. I mean, to to go yeah, into a right. theater and sure. sit down, you know, and watch a play and laugh or cry with, you know, a 300 other people or yep. to go to the, you know, the Benedum or the Heinz yep. Hall or whatnot. I want to do that as well. I remember being at the Benedum maybe four or five years ago and um, our friend David had taken us to see The Lion King. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I saw The Lion King as a movie and I never really liked it. It's just, I'm sorry. I know that's like un-American or like I'm a bad parent or whatever. I was like, I was never into that. He said, I want to take you to see The Lion King. Well, I mean, he was going to take us to see it. I'd do anything with David. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So we're sitting there and 
the first song begins. I mean, I was 60 seconds into the first song weeping because it's so gorgeous. Yeah, it sure is. That's it's Trimble. so spectacular. I mean, and I think that, like, I would never have known that that was a thing. I would have never had that experience if all of our lives we were doing what we're doing now. And I was watching the animated Lion King and hearing Elton John sing. <laughs> There's a big difference. There's yeah, that Lion King, the stage version is just... Oh. Incredibly inventive, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I was uh, in the drive-through at Chick Fil A uh, over the weekend, and um, sitting next a gazelle went by. Sitting next to my car. No, uh, I was looking at the play area. Oh right? gosh, where you know this, you know the the, right. the sliding board and whatnot. So uh, someone says, "Taking my kids to an indoor play area is what I miss." McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Chuck E. Cheese, keeping three kids happy inside a house for a whole summer was so hard. Oh, Can I cannot that? imagine. God bless all of you people with little kids, Mike, including you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been rough. It sure has I bet been. it has been. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I, I wonder, you know, that whole thing about, and I, I can't even speak to this, you know, socialization for kids. I mean, you know, we've got a, we've got a four-year-old in our family. And he, you know, he's, he's hanging out, you know, in a bubble with a couple of other kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that that's fine. I mean, you know, ki- kids have survived a heck of a lot more, but there's something to be said again about a bunch of kids together, you know, and trying to figure that whole dynamic out. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. I, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I am so eager to travel somewhere. I cannot believe it. Mm-hmm. I want to get the heck out. I What I wouldn't do to sit there, I always complain about sitting in, because uh, it's horrible, sitting in an airplane on a runway. I hate that. I hate waiting to take off. And I hate waiting to, te- you know, after you've landed, waiting to get into the airport. I'm like, yeah. look, people, Let's go. Look, look, come on, we're wasting time here. Oh, you're you one know? of those people who bolts for the door as soon as they land. No, I don't, because that's okay. so stupid. Please. Then you Thank all you. stand there in the aisle for what reason? No. I know. No, I'm not that person, but what I wouldn't give to sit in an airplane on the tarmac for a while. <laughs> you could probably go do that right, you know, right now at the airport. Just I guess you there. could. I saw somebody on Twitter saying that the Southwest flight they were on uh, last night was full. Really? Could that be? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Would so you fly inclined. somewhere now? No, I'm st- kidding me. I'm, I'm staying home. Mike, would oh. you fly somewhere now? I would. I would. Yeah, I might fly. Right now, yeah, I would. Definitely. I want Because get you're out. desperate? Because I'm desperate, uh, it's been yeah. a while since I since I've gone somewhere, and yeah, I, I would love to go to to the beach. Somewhere. When's the la- When's the last place you went? Like not you know to the grocery store, but where's the last place you went? Uh, North Carolina. That was that was two years ago. That was two years ago. Wow. Oh my god. Think about it. That's too long. John, too where's long. the last place you went? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that I, sad? I don't remember. You know, we did over the weekend. We went to uh, Squirrel Hill. We bought a, a, a the four of us uh, got in the minivan, bought a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Then we sat, we parked like on Forbes Avenue and sat and drank our coffee and watched people walk by with their masks on. And we just did some people watching. Wow, that sounds gripping. That was it. And that was, sadly, that was a highlight, right? That was a highlight, yeah. Okay, so speaking of, you know, the, uh, we were talking about old people stuck inside in managed care facilities. Check this out. Uh, someone, Joe, she says, I'm 85 years old. When the pandemic began, I was 84. And when it ends, well, I'll probably be 86. 
two years at the end of one's life are rather valuable. What I'd like to do is fly to Boston and walk the Freedom Trail, mm. drive to Maine and find myself in a lobster shack and visit Egypt to sail down the Nile. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do any of those right now. Wouldn't that you? sounds absolutely mm. awesome. Sure does. Well, the first thing you're going to do when the pandemic ends it's going to end, right? It's yeah, sooner it's or later. It's got to end. Yeah. But boy, talk about the, the rush forward. We're all chomping oh. a bit. Fast forward. That's mm-hmm. all I can say. Indeed. Anyway, thanks for being with us today on the ride home. John and Mike and I so much appreciate your presence and part of our listening family. You can look for us on Facebook, the ride home with John and Kathy, watch the show, whatever you didn't get to see today. Or if you're a podcast listener, you can find our podcast wherever you get yours. Mm-hmm. Have yourself a good night and God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.